O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for our spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Did you know that you can now listen to Daily Audio Torah on multiple platforms? Find us on SoundCloud, Anchor FM, and Spotify. Stream wirelessly to your speaker or listen on your smartphone. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Akarai Mot and it means after the death. Leviticus 17, 1-16 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to all B'nai Israel, and say to them, This is what Hashem has commanded. If anyone of the house of Israel slaughters an ox, or sheep, or goat in the camp, or does so outside the camp, and does not bring it to the entrance of the meeting, to present it as an offering to Hashem before Hashem's Mishkan, blood guilt shall be imputed to that man. He has shed blood. That man shall be cut off from among his people. This is in order that the Israelites may bring the sacrifices which they have been making in the open, that they may bring them before Hashem to the Kohen at the entrance of the tent of meeting and offer them as sacrifices of well-being to Hashem, that the Kohen may dash the blood against the mitzvah of Hashem at the entrance of the tent of meeting and turn the fat into smoke as a pleasing odor to Hashem, and that they may offer their sacrifices no more to the goat demons after whom they stray. This shall be to them a law for all time throughout the ages. Say to them further, 
If any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who reside among them offers a burnt offering or a sacrifice and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it to Hashem, that person shall be cut off from his people. And if any one of the house of Israel or of the strangers who reside among them partakes of any blood, I will set my face against the person who partakes of the blood, and I will cut him off from among his kin. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have assigned it to you for making expiation for your lives upon the altar. It is the blood as life that affects expiation or atonement. Therefore I say to Benai Israel, No person among you shall partake of blood, nor shall the stranger who resides among you partake of blood. And if any Israelite or any stranger who resides among them hunts down an animal or a bird that may be eaten, he shall pour out its blood and cover it with earth. For the life of all flesh, its blood is its life. Therefore I say to Benai Israel, you shall not partake of the blood of any flesh, for the life of all flesh is its blood. Anyone who partakes of it shall be cut off. Any person, whether citizen or stranger, who eats what has died or has been torn by beasts, shall wash his clothes, bathe in water, and remain unclean until evening. Then he shall be clean. But if he does not wash his clothes and bathe his body, he shall bear his guilt. Joshua 19.1-29 The second lot fell to Shimon. The portion of the tribe of the Simeonites by their clans lay inside the portion of the Judites. Their portion comprised Beersheba, Moladah, Hazar, Shual, Bela, Ezem, Eltolad, Bethel, Hormah, Ziglag, Beth Markaboth, Hazar Susa, Beth Lebeoth, and Sharuhen. Thirteen towns with their villages Ayan, Rimmon, Ether, and Ashan, four towns with their villages. Together with all the villages in the vicinity of those towns, down to Baalith Beer and Ramoth Negeb. That was the portion of the tribe of the Simeonites by their clans. The portion of the Simeonites was part of the territory of the Judites. Since the share of the Judites was larger than they needed, the Simeonites received a portion inside their portion. The third lot emerged for the Zebulonites by their clans. The boundary of their portion, starting at Sarid, their boundary ascended westward to Maralah touching Dabasheth, and touching the wadi alongside the Jokneem. And it also ran from Sarid along the eastern side where the sun rises, past the territory of Chislath-Tabor, and on to Daberoth, and ascended to Japhia. From there it ran back to the east toward the sunrise, to Gath-Hefer, to Eth-Kazan, and on to Rimmon, where it curved to Nia. Then it turned that is, the boundary on the north, to Hanathon. Its extreme limits were the valley of Iftahel, Katath, Nahalel, Shimron, Idalah, and Bet-Lechem, twelve towns with their villages. 
That was the portion of the Zebulonites by their clans, those towns with their villages. The fourth lot fell to Issachar, the Issacharites by their clans. Their territory comprised Yisrael, Chesuloth, Shunem, Hafaraim, Shion, Anaharath, Rabith, Kishion, Ebez, Remeth, Enganim, Enhada, and Beth Pazaz. The boundary touched Tabor, Shahazima, and Bet Shemesh, and their boundary ran to the Jordan, sixteen towns with their villages. That was the portion of the tribe of the Issacharites by their clans, the towns with their villages. The fifth lot fell to the tribe of the Asherites by their clans. Their boundary ran along Helkath, Hali, Beten, Akshaf, Alamelech, Ahmad, and Mishal, and it touched Carmel on the west, and Shihor Libnath. It also ran along the east side to Beth Dagon and touched Zebulun and the valley of Iftafel to the north, as also Beth Emek and Neel. Then it ran to Kabul on the north, Ebron, Rehob, Haman, and Cana up to the great Sidon. The boundary turned to Rama and on to the fortified city of Tyre. Then the boundary turned to Hosa, and it ran on westward to Mehebel, Akzeb, Uma, Aphek, and Rehob, twenty-two towns with their villages. That was the portion of the tribe of the Asherites by their clans, those towns with their villages. The sixth lot fell to the Naphtalites, the Naphtalites by their clans. Their boundary ran from Heleph, Elan, Bezanaim, Adamanekeb, and Jabneel to Lakem, and it ended at the Jordan. The boundary then turned westward to Asnath-Tabor and ran from there to Hukok. It touched Zebulun on the south, and it touched Asher on the west, and Judah at the Jordan on the east. Its fortified towns were Zidim, Zer, Hamath, Rakath, Shinareth, Adama, Rama, Hazor, Kadesh, Edrai, and Hazor, Iron, Migdal-El, Horam, Beth-Anath, and Bet-Shemesh, nineteen towns with their villages. That was the portion of the Naphtalites by their clans, the towns with their villages. The seventh lot fell to the tribe of the Danites by their clans. Their allotted territory comprised Zorah, Eshtael, Ur-Shemesh, Shalabim, Ijalon, Ithla, Elon, Timnah, Ekron, Eltika, Gibbethon, Baleth, Jehud, Benaberic, Gath-Rimmon, Mejarkon, and Rakon at the border near Jaffo. But the territory of the Danites slipped from their grasp. So the Danites migrated and made war on Leshem. They captured it and put it to the sword. They took possession of it and settled in it. And they changed the name of Leshem to Dan after their ancestor, Dan. That was the portion of the Danites by their clans, their towns with their villages. When they had finished allotting the land by its boundaries, the Israelites gave a portion in their midst to Joshua, son of Nun. At the command of Hashem, they gave him the town that he asked for, Timnath Serah in the hill country of Ephraim. He fortified the town and settled in it. These are the portions assigned by lots to the tribes of Israel by Kohen Eleazar, Joshua son of Nun, and heads of the ancestral houses before Hashem at Shiloh, at the entrance of the tent of meeting. 
When they had finished dividing the land, Hashem said to Joshua, Speak to the Israelites, designate the cities of refuge about which I command you through Moses, to which a manslayer who kills a person by mistake unintentionally may flee. They shall serve you as a refuge from the blood avenger. He shall flee to one of those cities, present himself at the entrance to the city gate, and plead his case before the elders of that city, and they shall admit him into the city and give him a place in which to live among them. Should the blood avenger pursue him, they shall not hand the manslayer over to him, since he killed the other person without intent and had not been his enemy in the past. He shall live in that city until he can stand trial before the assembly, and remain there until the death of the Kohen Gadol, who is in office at that time. Thereafter the manslayer may go back to his home in his own town, to the town from which he fled. So they set aside Kedesh in the hill country of Naphtali in Galilee, Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriat Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. And across the Jordan, east of Jericho, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness, in the tableland, from the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead, from the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan, from the tribe of Manasseh. Those were the towns designated for all the Israelites and for aliens residing among them, to which anyone who killed a person unintentionally might flee, and not die by the hand of the blood avenger, before standing trial by the assembly. Luke 19, 28-48 And when he, Yeshua, had thus spoken, he went before, ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he was come near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village over against you, in the which at your entering you shall find a colt, tied, whereon yet never a man sat. Loose him, and bring him hither. And if any man asks you, Why do you loose him? You shall say to him, Because the Lord has need of him. And they that were sent went their way, and found even as he had said to them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof asked unto them, Why do you loose the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Yeshua, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Yeshua thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he had come near, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying, Blessed be the King that comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven, and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said to him, Master, rebuke your disciples. And he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, at least in this your day, the things which belong unto your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the day shall come upon you, that your enemies shall cast a trench about you, and compass you round, and keep you in on every side, 
and shall lay you even with the ground, and your children within you, and they shall not leave in one stone upon another, because you knew not the time of your visitation. And he went into the temple and began to cast out to them that sold therein, and told them that bought, saying to them, It is written, My house is the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he taught daily in the temple. But the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him, and could not find what they might do, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. Psalm 88, 1-18 O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength. Free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, and they are cut off from your hand. You have laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. Your wrath lies hard upon me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves. Selah. You have put away my acquaintance far from me. You have made me an abomination to them. I am shut up and cannot come forth. My eye mourns by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon you. I have stretched out my hands to you. Will you show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise you? Selah. Shall your loving kindness be declared in the grave, or your faithfulness in destruction? Shall your wonders be known in the dark, and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto you have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent you. Lord, why do you cast off my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer your terrors, I am distracted. Your fierce wrath goes over me. Your terrors have cut me off. They came round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend have you put far from me, and my acquaintance into darkness. Proverbs 13, 12-14 Hope deferred makes a heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that fears the commandment shall be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Leviticus chapter 17, and then we're going to jump into Joshua 19. And in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 4, it is written. Well, I'm going to back up to verse 2. This is what Hashem has commanded. If anyone of the house of Israel slaughters an ox or sheep or goat in the camp, or does so outside the camp, verse 4, and does not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to present it as an offering to Hashem before Hashem's Mishkan, or tabernacle, blood guilt shall be imputed to that man. He has shed blood, 
that man shall be cut off from among his people. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Once the Mishkan is constructed, and again after the Beit Hamikdash or temple, is built in Jerusalem, it becomes forbidden to offer sacrifices anywhere else. This is because Hashem wants the acts of worshipping Him to bring unity among the people, and is also designed to minimize the danger of changes being introduced to the manner of worship. In addition, the mandate that sacrifices be brought only in the Beit HaMikdash, or the temple, requires everyone to travel to Jerusalem at least three times a year. God's system ensures that everyone will have the triannual opportunity to be uplifted by the holiness of the Beit HaMikdash and the holy city of Jerusalem. Now let's jump into Joshua chapter 19. And in this chapter, we see the apportionment of the land and territories to the different tribes. And so in verse 50, it is written, At the command of Hashem, they gave him the town that he asked for, Joshua. This Joshua asked for this town. Timnath Serah, in the hill country of Ephraim. He fortified the town and settled in it. And the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. As the leader of the people, Joshua waits until the end of the process of dividing the land before receiving his own inheritance. He asks for Timnath Serach in the mountains of Ephraim, and through the lots Hashem grants his request. However, unlike others who inherited existing towns built by the Canaanites, Joshua would not be able to simply move in. First, he needs to build a city. This is the task of leaders, to build something where nothing currently exists. In contemporary Israel, many modern religious, political, and business leaders have followed this model, and like Joshua, have been blessed by Hashem with success. In the context of the miraculous growth of the state of Israel, Many communities, schools, organizations, and institutions, as well as fertile farmland and stunning landscapes, have risen out of nothingness. Continuing on in Joshua chapter 20, verse 2, it is written, Speak to the Israelites, designate the cities of refuge, about which I commanded you through Moses. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The cities of refuge are places where people who are guilty of unintentional manslaughter must flee for protection from the relatives of their victims. The accidental killer must remain in the city of refuge until the death of the Kohen Gadol, or the high priest. This law, which subjects the unwitting murderer to exile from his home, teaches a powerful lesson. The section of the Torah which details these laws ends with words, You shall not pollute the land in which you live, for blood pollutes the land. You shall not defile the land in which you live, in which I myself abide, for I, Hashem, abide among B'nai Yisrael. Bloodshed, even unintentional, defiles the sanctity of the land. Therefore, the perpetrator must undergo a symbolic exile from the land which he has defiled. He can return only once atonement is achieved through the death of the Kohen Gadol, 
Similarly, the Jewish people were exiled from the land of Israel because of their collective desecration of the land. And just as the unwitting murderer eventually returns home from the city of refuge, the people of Israel are now also returning home from their long and painful exile to Eretz Israel. And actually, this principle of being in exile and then returning, it applies not only to the Jewish people, but to all of God's people, to the non-Jews as well, to the northern kingdom, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. It applies to you and me, my friend. One day, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we will return to the land of Israel. And Yeshua, who is our king, our Messiah, our betrothed, he will rule and reign for a thousand years, and we will be there with him in Israel. That's all I have for today. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.